Hello and welcome to Let the Bird Fly, a podcast about living freely in a world given back to us. This is Wade here in our podcast studio. I am joined with the Reverend Dr. Mike Berg of the Theology Department of Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary. College. And, oh, yeah. Cow. Why did I have the seminary in my head? I don't know. I, uh, I teach at Wisconsin Lutheran High School and Wisconsin Lutheran College, but yeah. that's, my, that's, my, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. And I also teach at the college, yes, not at the do. seminary. They would make me dress up there uh, afterwards. Nah, so. there's no rules there. Not anymore? Since well, I, they're, they're, they're unwritten rules. But as we know... It's like baseball. And all, I mean, those are, unwritten rules are a thing of the past. Yeah. For sure. Either they make it a rule or don't. Yep. It's like after a home run now. If there's no rule against showing off a bit. So, uh, last night in the uh, Miami Marlins, St. Louis Cardinals. I saw that. Eurostep. Is that what you're going to talk about? No. uh, Jazz Chisholm from the Bahamas, who's a little bit of a showboat, Mm -hmm. which I don't mind. But he's one of those guys in the field, like he showboats and then he throws it over the first baseman, Mm -hmm. you know? Anyway. So, he's taking a sweet time to get into the batter's box and the ump's like, get in, get in. And he says it enough. And the ump's like, you know what? I'm just let's just go. And Yadier Molina, the Cardinals pitcher, is like, pitch it, pitch it, because it'll be strike three. So it doesn't work out. Jazz gets in there, and first pitch, home run. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and then he's like, and that. then a Euro stepped when he right. got. Yeah, home. you're right. And then and then said something to the ump after, which in his defense, I totally would too. Like you're gonna you're gonna tell me I'm gonna get in the batter's box, you know? Right. But then the announcers were like, in the '90s. This guy would have been thrown out, or he would have got beamed in the next inning, mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. but whatever, yep. unwritten rules. Yep, unwritten rules. Um, so we're here at the podcast studio at Wisconsin Lutheran College, and uh, Mike, we have to be getting close to the end of this. We'll see. I don't want it to ever end. We're, we're in our Life of story. Luther series. We're in the Life After Luther stage, and this will be part 65. 65 Mike. I was hoping we get to 75 but that's probably not gonna um, and so the life after Luther when when you said we were going to do this we talked about doing the controversies from my book An Uncompromising mm-hmm. Gospel mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you can get at Amazon.com or at 1517.org probably like Barnes and Noble and other places yeah um, or Mike will probably give you his copy if you ask nice yeah because he doesn't care about it no I don't um, and uh, the um this is the last controversy to look at from my book. Then we've got the form of Concord, which I assume we're not going to go through each thing, but we'll talk about. We we, we should as a have whole. A, you know there'll probably be a wrap up, so I think there's at least there's at least a couple. Okay, but we got to start thinking about what the next series is going to be if we're going to do another series, yeah. or are we just can do episodes. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so we're gonna have to brainstorm that. Yep. So today, our last of the controversies leading up to the form of Concord will be the controversy over original sin, sometimes called the uh, the Flatian or Flatian controversy. Yeah. I know we settled on Flatius, I didn't know. Flatian. So we'll say Flatian uh, controversy, <laughs> and um, which flows out of the synergistic controversy, and uh, which was a controversy over the free will. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, and I will say up front, I'm going to warn people, I'm a flatsiest homer. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to be heretical. Mm-hmm. But I do think he was kind of misunderstood. Flatsian, 
apologist. Yes. And he was defending the right thing and maybe the wrong way. So, yes, I subscribe with a Quia subscription, um, Q-U-I-A, mm-hmm. to the Book of Concord. But I also think it's there's a reason the Formula Concord doesn't mention him by name. It treats him somewhat respectfully uh, regarding this, as it does with Amsdorf on the article about good works. So, let's start off with, I warned you, Michael, I was going to throw this to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we say original sin. Mm-hmm. And... Lots of Christian denominations talk about it, mm-hmm. um, but they go very different directions with it. Um, I always get a kick out of people will say St. Augustine invented it. Uh, St. Augustine articulated it clearly, but I would say uh, Genesis and Paul's epistles um, especially kind of came up with it before Augustine. He's even. Jesus, yeah, would talk about it. Yeah. yeah, so I I didn't want to I didn't want to put that on Jesus. Yeah. It's people like blaming Paul always if there's something right. they don't like in the Bible. They just right. say that's Pauline. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, what do we mean by original sin? Why does it matter? Do you have it? Do I have original yes. sin? Yes. Yes. You still yeah. do. Yeah. We were baptized. Yeah. I'm still sinful. Oh, man. I got Uh, a Catholic baptism. Yeah. And they say it washes away your original sin. So um, while I became Lutheran, I kept my Catholic baptism. So. Yeah, that's not the trade-off you want to make, though. Why? Because if I'm correct, Roman Catholic baptism only takes care of original sin. At the start. The Lutheran baptism kind of covers all of it. Yeah, but I've, I still have been going to um, Roman Catholic confession, Yeah, the second plank, to yeah. make sure that that... Well, you I have co- to be sure not to tell them I'm a Lutheran when I go, because yeah. then they, they won't do it. So I just go behind the screen, Yeah, and I wear my uh, my finest Catholic-looking apparel. Yeah. I. Um, but look, watch this. I'm going to do a... Yeah. Yeah. You look, yeah. yeah, you look very pious with your... Praying hands. I look downright Catholic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that I, I assume you were you were baptized as an infant without mm-hmm. your Indeed. consent. It's unfortunate because really you want to do it with Constantine. You know, end of life. The end. Yeah, it's cover more. All the bases. You know, you get we get more bang for your buck. But there. I'm going to do that one too. But it's a risk. I have that planned, Mike. You have that plan. Are you going to get an Orthodox baptism too? Uh, I'm not big on the Orthodoxy. Yeah. I, um, so, you know, it's enough of the the chanting and the pictures yeah. and the, Mysticism. it's just not my thing. Okay. Um, you know. Um, uh, maybe I'll get a Lutheran one at the end. Yeah. Pascal's Wager. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to cover all my bases. Yeah. If you uh, pull that string, uh, you end up Roman Catholic. Uh-huh. Yep. Because, you know, you're not, okay, it's a risk to be Mormon or Muslim because what if you're wrong? Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're a Christian, let's start right there, you're still a person of the book. You're not going to get your own planet mm-hmm. or your 77 virgins who would want either uh, wait, anyway. Wait, 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 yeah. yeah. What are you going to do with that? Um, so you're still a person of the book, right? 
So we settled down on Christianity, right? But then we got to pick a denomination. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you kind of you kind of end up being you want to be Lutheran because you know it's it's sort of in the middle and it's a pretty uh, big heaven. Yeah. Yeah, but then just oh, just to be sure, you should believe like a Lutheran, but be under the papacy, right? Because you can be under the papacy and basically today believe. Oh, you can do it everywhere you want. Yep. So Pascal's wager kind of falls apart for a number of reasons, but also for that one as well. Now, of course, we're joking, people. There's one baptism. We confess one baptism. Yes. Covers all of sin. So you're saying I shouldn't return to Rome, though. There's not a Roman Catholic baptism. There's not a Lutheran baptism. And we go by faith. We go by what the scripture says. We don't really, we're not really concerned about what uh, names on the church sign yeah. and our ecclesiology would be based on Jesus teaching. But I have been telling Wherever Jason I was going to return yeah. to Rome. What's that? I have been telling Jason I was going to return to Rome and you're kind of making an argument for me to do that because uh, Rome doesn't necessarily say you're going to hell because you just never knew better. You were born a Lutheran. Right. You need to go back. I'm going to hell. Yeah. Because I knew better, I left. Yeah, and, and and you are definitely not would not fall into uh, the pious atheist group. So here's my question. <laughs> here's my question for you. Uh, so you're supposed to be part of my funeral and preach this oh. funeral. Oh. If you knew that I secretly, right before death, returned to Catholicism, but I didn't tell anybody. So everybody still thinks I'm Lutheran. Mm-hmm. You'd still give me a Lutheran funeral if you knew I was just covering my bases, right? Boy, let's not put myself in that position. So I should not tell you if I... <laughs> Don't tell me. Ignorance is bliss. Okay. Because <laughs> I would totally do it on the down low. I don't want to ruin... I've built up a Lutheran Some reputation. Some Lutheran bona fides. I, yeah. yeah. And so... Um, I wouldn't want to ruin that. I would do it on the down. I would, yeah. I'd go to, you know, one of the churches and I'd yeah. talk to a priest and be like, oh yeah, okay, and then, uh, and then I just that would be it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm on like their membership list or something where they're gonna know I've died. And there's then, no, there's no paper trail. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I might try to get last rites if I can. Yeah. Just to be safe. You got some oil in your office. I've always suspected this. You can, I don't have you any oil me. in my office. I don't, I know you do. I don't. You had your little lunch pail of religious paraphernalia yesterday. That's my communion set. I just it have, looks like you're you're going to build a high rise. I only have the elements. Set. Like you got a like bologna sandwich <laughs> yeah. in there. It is. It is. What's your communion set look like? I don't have one anymore. Well, there you go. I had I used for years the free Thrivet ones they yeah, gave us the AELs. Yeah. And I had to literally. I don't know how many times I had to keep repairing that uh, the thing that, that held the wine. Yeah. I, I have a little chalice, and so I needed a box that was bigger. And one day... A little chalice, and you've got a little patent, and then you've got, got your got oil. Yeah. I don't have any oil. I know you have oil. I don't have any oil. I never... <laughs> this is why you won't give me a key to your office, because you know I would find the oil. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not giving you a key to the office. Yeah. I've never employed oil. All right, let's back to the topic. Original sin. You're supposed to tell us what it is. All right. Original sin is the institution of slavery in America. 
That's one version. Okay. But it. this is this is what I'm hearing now. <laughs> yes. You just upset some of our. Listeners. I upset uh, a lot of. It. We're not going to go down that road because I could upset everybody. But Mike I'll is making to. a critical race theory joke. Yeah. Um, and right now, um, in higher ed, it's a, a very wise joke to make. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, I can we talk about that for a second? Mm-hmm. Or no. Wait. Okay. <laughs> you seem to be in a happy mood. <laughs> And so this could be good or bad. What you? Yeah, uh, I poetically I like. Do not that. get me in trouble with Lutheranism before yeah. I secretly po- return to the papacy. Poetically, I like that. That that's a good turn of a phrase. Mm-hmm. And like okay. all things, there's a little bit of kernel of truth there, but uh, there are problematics. There are some problematic things with that concept. <laughs> Do you want me to define uh, original? Could you, could you tell us what original sin is, <laughs> as St. Paul would explain okay. it? Like, All right. So, <laughs> original <laughs> sin is... And don't, don't email me. We're, we're joking. Don't get me some yeah, email that's right. about... I mean, I would Thinking say I'm not going to read it, but you know un- I'm going to... But Mike knows I would read it, and then I would get, I would get upset, and yeah. I would be and, like, I said not to email. And, and may I suggest that... And then I'm going to be mean to Jason. Yeah. Because... I'm you not proud it of it, but I take it out on yeah. him. I do. And I think that, let's just say that some of the, I've read up on this because I, I, I'm not an expert. I would never write anything. I have presented on it, but I would never write an email. I would never write a paper. I would never write anything about this nuanced and sometimes complicated issue. And I feel like people who shoot from the hip maybe don't fully understand everything about certain concepts and maybe make themselves come off as um, less than intelligent on every side of the issue, on every side of every issue, really. And our concern, safe to say, is always the gospel. And so... uh, Keep that in mind when you get irritated one way or the other about fairly obscure things in our culture and try to see the big picture. It is a part of the big picture, but it is not the only thing in this big picture. Is that, mm-hmm. is that safe to say? Yeah, we got a funny email. Remind me to read it to you later. Okay. I checked the email to see if we had an To angle. see if we already had some. And then we got another one. That, I don't think this is live. We got so another one that's a good that question. This, I... This is the most undisciplined wing in it we've ever done. We have yep. done some undisciplined episodes, yes. but I'm, part of what I'm enjoying about it is uh, usually you try to rope I, me in, yep. and I instigated. It started this. with the synergy thing the other day. Well, that's right, because you said, "Well, I mean, you're going to define original sin." I'm like, "Okay, I will do it." Mm-hmm. That's just one option. Another, option. I meant to define it correctly, though. Yeah, another option for original sin would be, um, like the first sin. But that's not what we mean. Um, we don't mean like, okay, you have a corruption that you can fix yourself. Not a wound. Yeah. Not a wound. But we mean even more than just I'm in a sinful state. I am actively a rebel against God. And this <coughs> is inherited. Thus, original sin. Yeah, so a sin of our origin. Psalm 
51.5, surely I was sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Um, flesh gives birth to flesh. Sinful flesh gives birth to sinful flesh. Um, and I think that even if you, <clears throat> I was just actually speaking about original sin. We did Romans today and in, in uh, the intro to, to scripture class. And um, I said, I know you don't want to believe in original sin because you don't want to believe it. Right. Look around. Yeah. There is a pretty good evidence that there there is a corruption that is yeah. with all of I us. I believe it was Mark Twain, who was not a big fan of the Bible, who said that original sin is the, the one demonstrable doctrine of Scripture. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I I always use this little little bit to say I did not teach my children how to lie, <laughs> nor did Dora the Explorer. They figured it out themselves, right? And it's an it's an it's a rebellion. And I, Sometimes we talk about original sin and actual sin. So original sin is the sin we were conceived with, and actual sin is the actual sins we commit. But I don't want to leave the impression that I'm not culpable for my original sin. I am. I'm right. culpable for both, right? Um, and you may say, well, that's not fair. And you're like, yeah, I suppose it's not. But neither is um, that you have life in the first place because you didn't do anything to earn that. And certainly is not fair that you would be forgiven. Yeah. Right. So the um and maybe one more thing. There's some stuff in the Bible about the sins of the fathers and communal yep. guilt. It mm-hmm. kind of pops up. It's never like, um, and God will send the Babylonians to punish them, and then God's like, but like these these four people are super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very rarely does he spare somebody like Rahab. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's for a specific reason. And we wouldn't say Rahab, although she would be a victim of circumstance. I'm sure we wouldn't say, "Oh, Rahab's the Virgin Mary," right? She's, I mean, she's got a past, right? Oh, you're saying, I see. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't she like she had been a um, she had had, she had a um, uh, she had a past track record. She had a track record, right? So. Um, but the other thing I, we should think about, too, is, though, I, I do think God does see us as victims. Even We can be both culpable and victims. Like, I'm a victim of sin and death, right? This has happened to me, and God is saving me. Yeah. I can talk that way, as long as I also understand that I'm culpable in this situation. Right. Um, that you're born I'm corrupt. in enmity yeah. toward God. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like little Michael came out and was like shaking his fist and cussing. Well, I was, but yeah, right. but um, most babies are not right. But that that you're standing before God as a fallen human being. You, I mean, even I'm guessing some of the first words you learned were "no, mine," yeah. um, you know, "screw uh, you," I, <laughs> stuff like that. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm going to get us in trouble today, not you. I know. Yeah. I don't know. It's in, it, Pastor Lion, too, Yeah. running an idea by us that I had to be the one to be like, don't do it. It'd be inappropriate. This is an odd day. It's a very odd day. Is this like in the Middle Ages when they would have the pageants and everything was reversed for a day? Yeah. Did no one tell me? Yeah. Did you have that in grade school where you're like, it's opposite day? That was usually yeah. Wednesday, wasn't it? Um I don't know. I want to say we had that during like spirit weeks, but but we also had uniforms. Yeah. And almost never didn't wear the uniform. So like most of the dress up stuff we didn't do. Sure. So when we're talking about this original sin 
controversy. Mm-hmm. We're once again talking Aristotle and yep. Aristotelian categories. <laughs> Can you explain that? Because it seems to me that both the Roman Catholics and the Lutherans would at least say original sin is a real thing, although what they mean is a little bit different, what, mm-hmm. certainly what it means. So what's the big, what's the big hubbub? Can we, can we take it back to Augustine for a little bit? Absolutely. So um, w- there's a couple of major controversies Augustine will be a part of addressing and addresses them in, in good ways that are very important for the West. Um, <clears throat> the Donatist controversy, um, where, what was it, Donatus Maximus, Donatus the Great, said that any priest or bishop who gave in during persecution, once peace came and Christianity was legal, could never serve again, and even went so far as to argue that the sacraments that they celebrated were invalid. And um, Augustine says, no, the power of the sacraments is, is not in the holiness of the priest or the pastor, but in the word. Um, and um, even Roman Catholics, uh, I've heard priests talk about how important this is with some of the scandals that Rome has had more recently, <clears throat> that people understand that teaching of Augustine because that, I mean, imagine if you were confirmed by a priest who then I, turned out to be guilty of something. We have heard this in the Protestant world too when, when a man falls from, from grace, so to speak, and there's questions of the legitimacy. It's a natural <laughs> thing to say, right. You know, was was he lying to if me? If he was just a hypocrite, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but the other one was with Pelagius. Um, Pelagius is a, a British monk, if I'm not getting mistaken here. Mm-hmm. And he, he basically argues that we have a, a pretty clean slate before God, and grace is all right in that, but that we theoretically could not need it. Uh, and so Augustine is really arguing for grace, when he emphasizes original sin. And that may seem counterintuitive, mm. um, right? If you're talking about grace, then why are you going to emphasize original sin? But it's precisely the fact that we are um, already born um, dead in trespasses and sins and enmity towards God, that we are the ungodly. Paul likes to say at least twice in Romans that God justifies the ungodly, um, that amplifies God's grace. Um so there, uh, in the um, in the Easter Vigil in the Roman Catholic Church, um, when the the priest is chanting the the one section, um, it talks about the necessary sin of Adam, and I always find that to be kind of fascinating language. I don't think they're arguing that it's that it's saying it's that Adam had to sin, but what they're saying is, for us to be able to celebrate this resurrection, this great event, this mercy of God, um, it was sin. Right, that necessitated that God <clears throat> come to save, and um, and so the the great teacher of grace. Then it makes sense would be um, clear on original sin, which is why I would also argue Paul <clears throat> is so clear on original sin um, when you look at his epistles, precisely because Paul is the great apostle of grace. So. Um, that we're born with original sin uh, is that we are lacking original righteousness. Mm-hmm. We still have a lot. We have the we have the um, the uh, um, the husk <clears throat> of the image of God. We have all kinds of things that are 
um, unique to human beings. It's not reason, morality, no. creativity, whatever. Value. These are wonderful things. But the original righteousness, we and keep in mind, Adam and Eve's righteousness was also gift. They were yep. created righteousness. Yep. They didn't earn it. <clears throat> it wasn't a law righteousness. They lost it by sin, <clears throat> but they hadn't at first received it by by um, by their own law. doing. Yep. Um, righteousness always becomes a gift. That's right. how you should think about yes, it. Yes, it's yeah. grace. And so this lack of original righteousness. Out of the debate about free will, there would be debates about original sin. And a man named Victor Strigel or Victorin Strigel is going to end up arguing with Flacius, or I'm sorry, with Flatius. Flatius teaches at the University of Jena now, which is um, the elector had been deposed when Charles V invaded. He lost his territory. Now he gets some territory um, after he's freed from prison. And he's going to found the university in Jena. Um, where Karl Marx later will graduate. But it's going to be staffed, with, uh, especially with Gnesio Lutherans. But a, a colleague, um, Strigel, will want to defend um, some measure of freedom for the will, um, for human responsibility. That, and that's the, that's the issue with the will often is uh, people... rejected because then then we're not responsible for our sin but that's not what luther said or paul said right and so um so strigel is gonna emphasize some freedom for the will and thus um it's not of no account that when erasmus is writing against luther um he says that luther greatly um hyperbolizes original sin um, and so it makes sense that this would turn into a debate about original sin too. And there was baggage between Flatius and Strigel about positions at Jena and salaries and stuff like that too. Uh, so maybe some of that played in. As there is between us. <coughs> Jealousies. Really? Not really. I do want to be loved. You know what I was doing today? <laughs> so I told Jason, um, well, I think I told in our group that he has to be just less positive and loving with me because getting love from, it's not fair for me to always want love from Michael and, and it's, I'm never going to get enough. So I want Jason to become a middle ground Mm. and I was testing him today. And so like I see him in the morning and then we're walking from our class and he like waits for me and I'll walk. I'm like, so was my sermon good yesterday? He was like, yeah, it was really good. (sighs) Say, like, it was okay, this part could have been better. <laughs> then I go in the, le- in the elevator, and I press the button with my umbrella. I'm like, that was pretty good, huh? He's like, yep, that was impressive. And so I'm trying to teach him to moderate yeah. so that I can kind of maybe find his love. And maybe the, ne- the first step would, like, just say what you're saying, but with a little sarcastic tone. Right, yeah. yep. But, um, but I would hope... I'm not jealous of your salary or anything. I don't know what you make. I'm sure you make, well, you make more than me because you've been here a long And part of it was about like the order for the processions, for academic processions. Yeah. And we're both at the back, let's yeah, be honest. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> the debate gets to, well, is original sin an accident or a substance? Now, we've mentioned this a few times in these sessions. Um, an accident would be like um, my hair. When oh. I was younger, I had more hair. I was still me. I have less hair now. 
I hate to say it, but should I live 20 more years, I think I'll even have less hair then. But I'll still be me. <clears throat> My hair is a part of me, but it doesn't make me who I am. You can change it and you're still Wade. <clears throat> right. I can't lose my soul and still be Wade. Wade. So Strigel kind of pushes this on Flacius. Uh, Flacius is pushing back on Strigel. And he says, well, is original sin an accident or a substance? And Flacius says, if it has to be one of the two, then it's a substance. It's essence. It's vasin. Nature. Yeah. Luther used this language. Um, Sinful nature is who I am, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, nature sin. And, um, but because Strigel had framed it Aristotle in an Aristotelian fashion, <clears throat> the danger of, of what Flacius has said um, was, does this make God then the author of sin? And if original sin is essential to being a human being, what's the other problem, Michael, does who have sin? Then Jesus would have sin, or he's not truly human. Right. Or am I'm not, then if I'm in heaven, somehow I'm different. I'm not truly me. Yeah. Right. To be fair, the debate was clearly talking about fallen mm-hmm. humankind. Um, Sometimes the question matters. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to say, that is a bad question. Right. And so what Flatsis is arguing is, in this life, this side of glory, I can only be this way, right? This is part of me. And he'll talk about then that we're um, in the imago diabali, in the image of the devil to a certain degree. Now, uh, Flacius later moderates this somewhat, and we'll talk about formal and material essence. That for fallen sinners after, right, materially, this is essence. But formally, you could formally, like think platonic, um, the ideal, mm-hmm. Christ can be a human and not have that that material part that's part of fallen humanity. Um, so if and material, just, don't think like skin and bones. Right. This is a different. Use that term in a different way. Yeah. For instance, if um, if Mike were to pull out a gun and he shoots me, mm-hmm. we could speak of God cooperating with that materially. In that God did not suspend the laws of nature so that, you know, the propulsion mm-hmm. of the gunpowder, gravity, whatever else, God let Mike shoot me. Mm-hmm. Um, but material there, not, right, it, it's, this is what, this is the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, and and to, to finish that analogy, if he formally, that would be, he made me do mm-hmm. it. And we wouldn't say that's yeah. the case. <clears throat> um, God used Judas to betray Christ. God did not make Judas. Mm-hmm. Judas chose to do it, mm-hmm. um, yet God's foreknowledge of Judas allowed him to use it. Um, so <clears throat> the danger of Flatius' opinion, if it's taken to its logical conclusions, God could be author of evil um, and uh Jesus then Jesus not. has original sin. Those are two, those are problems. Um, but before I get all Homer on stuff, um, why is maybe Flatches' instinct good here, if you think it is, Mike? Because he is fighting against this natural idea that was already being played out with a little bit of Melanchthon or whatever, a compromising um, attitude towards um, to Mother Church, yes, 
which is not natural, uh, which would not have been a foreign thing and not a bad thing necessarily at that time for, for reform and reconciliation. But you got to give up something. And for some people to give up to soften original sin so that there's just a little bit of redeemability in human beings by themselves, right? Or there, there's just a little bit of will, you know, maybe it's just a spark. Maybe it's just a decision or whatever. And flacious. I'm going to say flacious because I'm not as intelligent as you are. You say flacious. You told me to say Yeah, you do. I say flation because I'm just a Oh, you were just deciding that for me when you said that? I'm just a plebe. Okay, you said it was classic. I'm just a plebe. Okay. Right? A layman at best. Now, but once, as we say, the camel gets his nose in the tent, then you're going to have things falling apart, right? Grace is not grace. Sin is not really sin. And this is why every time, as you rightly said with Augustine, if he is fighting for grace, he has to fight for original sin and vice versa. Right? Uh, this is why when, when, when people talk about infant baptism versus believer's baptism, they get all worked up and people say, this really doesn't have anything to do with whatever can we... No, this has to do with original... This is a, this is a, this is a discussion about original sin, even if you don't know it's a discussion about original sin. And if it's a discussion about original sin, then it is a discussion about grace. Right. Right. So he's right to say, if, if, I don't, if, if I give one inch in the idea that human beings are conceived and born in something less than a, less in, in a, a corruption so deep that it is who we are and that we are enemies of God, not neutral, not clean slates, not 99% bad with a little bit of hope, not naive, not any of those things, <clears throat> then you open up the possibility that a human being can participate in salvation. And no matter what that participation looks like, it's going to end up either in synergism or a semi-Pelagianist stand, right? And so... Which is semi-Pelagianist to, to not go full Pelagius and say you can kind of do it on your own, it's neutral... To say original sin makes it harder, but you can still do something. Yeah. And I think, you know, both sides of, of, of Western Christianity, I'm thinking Lutheranism in the middle, are going to get to that point where they're saying, yeah, it, free will is really, man, that is, that is an elusive thing, but still. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we're born in a real fallen world, but still, right? And so it's always Jesus plus something. It always is. And so Flacius is right to draw a line in the sand. And I think you would, you would say that, the, that uh, um, his misstep was in some of his language and maybe even assuming that the answer should be answered in the form that it was asked. And we mean a big question. Like right. this, is, this, is a, this is a debate going on. Uh, should have attacked the parameters of the debate. Right. Okay. So to go back a little bit more to material formal again, Flats is going to say, um, right, there's there's the formal, what it is to be human that was before the fall into sin. Right? That's what Jesus has when he's born without original sin. There's the material, which is the stuff. That remains the same after the fall. We have creative powers. We have a sense of morality, whatever although it's subject to um, our corrupt wills, right? We can abuse this. And then <clears throat> there's the formal of 
fallen people, which in many ways is now the opposite without righteousness of what it was with. Um, and so the will is directed differently. Uh, we have concupiscence. We're born with a desire for sin. <clears throat> so we could do a whole episode sometimes on the material formal, but I just want to make clear he he is in in the higher grade of this formal essence. This is where Christ would be. So he himself is not in any way saying Christ would have original sin. But he is trying to say as forcefully as possible, as you said, pointed out, is necessary to do if you're truly going to preach grace. Every other last single one of us, um, there's no escaping what what the fall did to us. Um, this is a part of who we are until we go to glory. Um, now we also have a new man. Christ now dwells in us through faith. Um, and people may think, well, such an emphasis on original sin as Luther had is depressing. Um, no, what's depressing is the preaching and the teaching you'll get when someone has too rosy of a view. Yeah. Yeah. Of who you are, <clears throat> because you're going to get Dr. Phil or Oprah mm-hmm. investments. Yeah. We should have an episode on, because you hear this a lot, like the theology of the cross is too negative. Our architecture, you know, strip bare the, 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 the cross. Um, it's all too, too negative. And <clears throat> our hymnody, all that kind of stuff. But just to lay it out like... It's actually as more optimistic than you it can ever be. It sets you free be. to be optimistic. Yeah. Right. And uh, this, this fake optimism. Luther was not a dour man when it came yeah. to the world. And, 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 a, and a fake optimism, which what it, is what it is, grounded in our abilities, or the situation is not that bad. This is, <coughs> this, I mean, there's, there's always been a whole uh, set of artists, whether painters, whether poets, uh, television writers, all that kind of stuff who maybe sometimes come off a little bit dark, but what they're doing is they're pointing, they're poking holes in the fake plastic smile world. This, and, and, and one of the biggest targets would be the American Christian church of this, right? I don't know how many times I've heard, Oh, that's a positive message. Oh, that's too negative a message. And, and I want to say, I don't think you understand what's positive and what's negative about right. this. And your, your language should be more like freedom and slavery, sin and grace rather than positive or negative. Yeah. Amen, brother. True positivism, true, true optimism, I should say, is to say, um, I'm allowed to go through the cross because Christ went through it instead of pretending like it's not there or trying to make an end run around it. It sees the cross, but it knows Easter. And it gives... Uh, me a theology of suffering where the fake optimism has no meaning for suffering. Will leave me in despair. So I think that would be a very good episode and would be timely write in it down. our culture. I will write it down. Okay. Well, we're at 40 minutes, and I think we spent a good 10 of those discussing theology. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully you all benefit from that. But I do think one of the key things that hopefully came out of this session for you and I'm glad we both hit on it in different ways, Michael, <clears throat> is the wrong view of original sin um, will rob you of joy, will rob you of hope, will rob you of grace. 
Um, and so while Flacius, or Flacius as Michael says, um, went too far in defending his use of Aristotelian language, which he was forced into using, um, the impulse was right. And at the end of the day, what he wanted people to be able to do still is, uh, is let the bird fly. Another round, another round, another round, one more round won't get me down. 